Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Tech Disruptors podcast. This is Eileen Siegel, Senior Analyst at Bloomberg Intelligence. I'm excited to have here today at the Bloomberg studio at Pier 3 in San Francisco, RJ Pittman, the CEO of Matterport. Welcome and thank you for being here. It's great to be here, Eileen. So some listeners might already be familiar with your company's 3D virtual walkthroughs if they've been shopping or maybe just dreaming of real estate online with Redfin or Zillow. At the start of the pandemic, use of your 3D virtual spaces really took off. Redfin saw a 300% rise in 3D visits at the start of May 2020. Two years later, uh, a lot's changed. You've expanded into other industries beyond real estate. What's the scale of Matterport today? You're right. First of all, it's been a very dynamic couple of years. A lot of things have changed. And I think the first thing is sometimes through a crisis, we embrace technology in new and transformative ways. And I think the digital transformation is alive and well, and certainly for real estate and where Matterport has been playing for the last 10 years, digitizing homes for open houses and walkthroughs. It's only accelerated not only over the last 10 years, but over the last two or three years when we really became much more dependent on the technology. But I think the real breakthrough was people understand now that this is just a better way to engage with physical spaces. Pandemic or no pandemic, it's much more efficient. In some ways, it's sort of like Zoom for buildings. And the scale of the business now is pretty extraordinary. We've been moving quickly. Matterport has digitized buildings and spaces in over 177 countries now, more than 25 billion square feet of space has been digitized and it's all kinds of buildings now. Homes, high rises, hospitals, factories, retail stores. In fact, very large chains of retail stores where we're digitizing thousands of locations around the world because people are using Matterport for that same great digital 3D walkthrough, but not necessarily just for touring a house that they might buy or rent, but also to now do building inspections, remote facilities management at scale, factory line inspections using our technology. And we're now serving literally some of the largest companies in the world. Over 22% of the Fortune 1000 is now using Matterport to manage their buildings and their spaces digitally. And so you were saying it's taking your 3D virtual spaces into other industries like retail, hospitality, insurance, construction, industrial facilities. Yep. Could you could you talk about maybe one or two of those those sure. use cases? And, and so, you know, the first thing to remember about our digital twin, mm-hmm. it is dimensionally accurate down to a centimeter, even millimeter level accuracy. And it's photorealistic 3D, which is really hard to put the two of those things together in a simple experience that you can access from the web browser on your phone with no special software. So this is really powerful stuff. But because it's so precise and so vivid, that is what's unlocking the utility of the digital twin in some of these other commercial applications, Mm -hmm. right? Let's talk about travel and hospitality for a minute. You know, the first part of this is For sure, if you want to select an Airbnb on the other side of the world for a family vacation, you want to really make sure that what you see online is what you're going to get when you get there, right? How big is that living room? How large is the pool really? Well, with Matterport, you can take out a digital tape measure right there in your browser and confirm the square footage, the space, and all kinds of details. And of course, you can do it at any time, day or night. It's it's open 24-7, right? And if you carry that through to another use case within travel and hospitality, which is, 
hey, maybe I'm a super host and I have three locations. I'm thinking about redecorating, maybe, you know, to try to increase, you know, my nightly rental rates. And so now I can go in and do a complete interior design planning exercise, not just with myself. I can bring professional designers in from anywhere in the world. They can come into the space in 3D. They can take all the measurements. And in fact, they can virtually redesign the space from right down to changing the colors of the walls, defurnishing the space and putting in new furniture to give you an exact, you know, rendition of what it would look like in a completely new design configuration. To be able to do that, you know, just over the internet and through a web browser with that kind of sort of vivid precision is really exciting. And it's, it's, it's a bit of a game changer. And so we see it this now propelling a new digital economy across these different verticals for managing and improving and optimizing physical real estate in the same way that we took an old industry like retail, trillion dollar category of physical retail stores, and we digitally transformed it into e-commerce. Now everybody can trade and transact all over the world in ways never before possible. And the same thing is happening in real estate. And I can almost guarantee you, you know, over the next 10 years, we're going to see this tremendous shift of not just browsing and looking around at, at properties in true 3D, but actually transacting in the digital realm as well. So speaking of real estate, still commercial and residential real estate firms are, are still your largest source of sales, about 60% of your revenue. How should investors think about Matterport's business if there's a less robust real estate market? Yeah. So a couple of things there. The built world, as we describe it, or the real property market is the largest asset class in the world, $327 trillion market. There's no market bigger. This is three to five times, maybe in today's stock market, it's probably more like six to eight times the value of all publicly listed companies in the world. Mm -hmm. And it's yet to be fully digitized. And we're one of the very few companies that's going out and we have a technology that applies to all building types, as we, you know, as we just discussed. Now, residential real estate alone accounts for more than half of that $327 trillion asset value. So it is always going to be a big market opportunity for us. And remember, we also don't make money on the sale of a property or a commission that is a percentage of what the home sells for. So if property prices go up and down, it's not relevant to us. What's relevant to us is transaction volume, right? Certainly in that one particular use case of helping to market and promote a property. But because there's so much real estate in the category of residential alone, we're growing into that and growing market share. And while the markets are going up and down, we're just adding to the portfolio. We're still far less than 10% of all residential real estate is using Matterport. But we have more than 90% market share of all of the digital twins and the 3D tours in the game. So that just leaves a lot of headroom, even in, you know, the worst possible, you know, residential industry reset that we might see, we're going to just continue to, to grow into it. Would we get more tailwinds if, if everything was up and to the right? Of course. But the nice thing about it is it's, uh, it's really pushing up against almost, you know, recession proof in that regard. The second part of it is. Commercial real estate is massive as well, right? And this is a category that we have now buttoned up with global partnerships with the largest real estate companies in the world. JLL, Cushman and Wakefield are using Matterport to digitize all kinds of buildings as the types I've mentioned. Everything from self-storage 
to class A high-rises, factories, hospitals, hotels, even retail malls and shopping districts. Because you can get so much value again out of managing these large portfolios of properties now in the, in the online realm. And that too is a growing market for us where, you know, five years ago, the vast majority of our business was all residential real estate. Now it's, you know, sitting in that 50 to 60% range, but that's now also includes commercial real estate. And then the other 40% is in these fast growing, exciting categories like construction where Matterport's used for 3D construction documentation of every stage of a building's, you know, creation from framing to finishes. Insurance, as we talked about, it's a very powerful tool to take Matterport into a building that might've had a fire or a flood or wind damage. And you can do a 3D high fidelity assessment of the damage and accelerate the claims process to restore that building by 500%. I mean, it's unbelievable how powerful the technology is when you're moving into that offline world where it's usually a lot of humans, boots on the ground, tape measures and notepads and doing things the old fashioned way. We're marching into these important additional verticals that have really, you know, I think effectively diversified the revenue proposition for Matterport. And that allows us, I think, to flex quite a bit and stay healthy, even, you know, if we're looking at interest rates going up and you know, pressure really coming into residential. Yeah, that less than 10% digitized in real estate, that number is really interesting to me because, you know, if I go to Zillow, it seems like a lot of them are already digitized. So that's I was right. really kind of, that's really it interesting. It is a great number. big world of opportunity out there, I will tell you. I think bigger than most that I've seen in tech and coming from, you know, working and leading some exciting projects for literally the biggest companies in the, the tech world, Google and Apple, to name a couple. I have not seen such a large untapped market opportunity as we see here in, in the property space where technology can legitimately be a, you know, a real value add. Speaking of Apple, they announced at their developer conference recently, it's Room Plan API that leverages the LiDAR scanning in the iPhone. What does this mean competitively for Matterport? Couldn't it allow other software vendors to more easily port 3D scans and data into their own applications, potentially siphoning users and data away from Matterport? Yeah. Well, I think it's important to um, point out that Apple has been a fantastic partner for Matterport with Matterport now for probably six or seven years. You know, we, company got its start 11 years ago, building the entire 3D capture and 3D walkthrough experience in the Apple iOS ecosystem standalone. And it's, you know, really been a terrific partnership from the get-go. Having come from Apple, I was fortunate enough to, you know, help build on that partnership and push it even further. And so Matterport was actually played an important role in the success of the LiDAR sensor coming out. First, it was on an iPad Pro, then it's now on, you know, the Pro line of iPhone 12, 13 and going forward. And um, that was a huge advantage for us, but also for Apple as well. It was a really great partnership where you bring your developer partner ecosystem closer to your platform, and then you can ensure that the platform is ready-made to do some things, you know, with a consumer device that were never possible before. And so to reconstruct a building, you know, we do very large buildings now, entire hotels or, you know, an Ikea showroom and, you know, warehouse facility. These are 700,000 square foot facilities. And to recreate that in 3D is not done on the phone. It's not done because there's a LiDAR sensor. 
that helps a bit with accuracy and just reaffirming what our data engine is trying to process. But where this is all happening is up in the cloud in Matterport servers, we have an AI engine. We call it Cortex. It's a deep learning neural network that has been studying building geometry from the billions of square feet that we have captured with our ultra precision pro cameras that we designed, built, invented 10 years ago that's created ground truth data like no other company has. And that's allowed this, this engine, this 3D reconstruction engine to get smarter and smarter with every digital twin we create. It's, a, it's part of the benefit of AI and learning networks. And to stitch together a 700,000 square foot facility, for example, requires a lot more technology than what Apple provides in a phone. And certainly what's in room, room plan is, is going to be a great application to help people build powerful AR and VR overlays. If you're sitting in your living room and you want that, you know, living room to come alive in some interesting ways, maybe playing a video game on your dining room table where the characters are, you know, standing exactly on your table. And if they come to an edge and fall off, it knows where all of the fundamental parameters are in a space, but it is not a platform to unlock 3D capture in a commercial enterprise setting. There's so much technology to go off and design and build, and nor does it really enable it. Because like I said, you can do it today without room plan. And in fact, there's hundreds of interesting little downloads that you can get from the App Store from Apple and even some in Google Play Store as well, where they don't even have devices with LiDAR sensors on them that can reconstruct 3D of a scene or a room with pretty impressive results. And that's been going on for years. And, and some of that technology is interesting. And some of those companies have integrated with Matterport, but by and large, you know, they are all kind of centering in on, you know, an emerging AR VR, you know, opportunity that's, you know, maybe getting a little bit closer on the horizon. None of them have in the last 11 years now developed into anything competitive. And in fact, what we're doing with, with Apple and RoomPlan is looking at how we can use the technology potentially in some interesting ways to extend our advantage, to maybe give another superpower to Cortex, that engine that has been learning for 10 years. And so we have that kind of data advantage, right? A genuine head start with so much training data that comes from the capturing that, that Matterport does. And Maybe to put that in perspective, you know, for the audience, we're now digitizing on the order of, you know, 300,000 buildings and spaces every month, right? And to be able to do that means you have to build a system that literally no humans participate in. And that's what Cortex is. It is the only 3D reconstruction engine in the industry. You can go across any 3D company out there, whether it's a 3D CAD company or a 3D animation company to be able to reconstruct um, a dimensionally accurate version of reality in the digital realm entirely in software at any size and scale building just hasn't been done before and hasn't been done since Matterport's come on the scene. And so we, we might define something like room plan and some of these other applications out there as point solutions that can work for very specific and maybe you know, kind of narrow applications. Whereas we've built this platform that has all of that technology comes to life, we can benefit from, I sort of call it Moore's law for sensor technology, Moore's law for 3D capture, where all of these players are going to be doing interesting things. The last thing we want to do is be in a position where it does crop up and become competitive or obviate Matterport. And so for the last five years, we've positioned Matterport 
to receive all of that technology and just, you know, build on a huge head start. So it sounds like the advantage Matterport have has really comes from this spatial data and leveraging your AI engine. You've got millions of spaces under management yeah. now, everything from living rooms to factory floors. Could you just give us some more use cases of what you can do with this spatial data? Is it, you know, saying houses with red doors sell at a 20% premium in the market? When we talk about Matterport as a spatial data platform company, I define it maybe in two stages of our evolution. For the first decade of, of Matterport's growth, we talked about and in fact pioneered the digitization of the built world, turning buildings into data, creating, again, not just a video walkthrough or panoramic photography, but this is a real 3D model that not only has the framing and the building envelope and the exoskeleton, but it also has an understanding of all of the contents and characteristics inside the space as well. And we take inventory of that. And today's, you know, again, data science from computer vision, deep learning, machine learning, neural networks, it's getting, you know, even easier for us to be precise about creating a bill of materials, let's call it, or an inventory, or maybe the next generation appraisal for buildings, offices, homes, apartments, and such that is done in a completely automated fashion. I could tell you in any of the Matterport spaces that we've captured over you know, the last 10 years, how many plug sockets are in the house? How many windows are in the house? How many south-facing windows are in the property? We have building orientation, so many different things. I could also tell you what's the square footage of my south facing windows? How much Southern exposure do I have in the home? And what's the total square footage of the house? With that data, I can create a thermal load analysis and recommend for you how to save 20% on your energy bill just based on the disposition of some basic DNA of your home, windows, walls, orientation, square footage, height of ceiling, volume. All of that data sits in everybody's house. It's all offline, it's all inaccessible. But when you go in and do a Matterport scan, we're getting millions of 3D data points in seconds. That's how powerful our capture technology is. No human could do 3 million measurements in a house, right? No contractor, they don't have time. Like that's the power of, of the software. And once you codify and turn everything into data, then we say the next decade for Matterport is about the datafication of the bill world. What do you do with all of that data when you have it? It's a huge part of the strategy we've been talking about for the last couple of years with investors. We have companies across all of these verticals that are already signing up, paying customers that want to get access to the data. They want our analysis. So you could think of Matterport's future looking a bit like Google Analytics for buildings, right? Or Tableau for buildings. So where it's going to be this, you know, not business intelligence software, but building intelligence software. And the only way you can get there is if you have the data and you have really, really precise data. And I, the, the exciting thing about that is one, we're the only company on the planet that has that fidelity of data, but also that volume of data. And it's just, you know, growing exponentially by the day. But we're also an open ecosystem. So we also don't profess to have every piece of where and vertical market capability in construction or insurance or in travel and hospitality. There is a huge ecosystem developing of technology forward companies and all of those categories and verticals building great software. And even the big ones like Autodesk and Unity, these are all partners in the ecosystem. These are all people that can build add-ons that can say, wow, if we have all of the Matterport spatial data, what could we do to enhance it 
with our own tools, technologies, and capabilities. And we call that the, the Matterport marketplace, but it's a marketplace for the enterprise as well, because the capabilities that these companies have to offer is fantastic. And we have no intentions of going in and competing with these software companies in construction or in insurance or what have you. Rather, let's partner where our data is valuable to them and their vertical market expertise can extend the value of Matterport. Since this is called the Tech Disruptors podcast, do you consider Matterport a disruptor? And if so, who are you disrupting? What vendors? You mentioned Autodesk and some of your other companies that you work with. Are you disrupting them? The disruption is is not with the tech companies and the platforms because they're helping to create the ecosystem. Amazon, Facebook, now Meta, Google, Apple, all partners in Matterport's mission, which is fantastic. And we can talk more about that. I think where we are disrupting is specifically in the property market. This idea that just the very, our initial use case and a target market, residential real estate, the idea that um, it has to function in the physical world to be successful, that you have to walk through a house. People used to say, you know, you can't just buy a house by looking at photos. You got to walk through, you got to feel it, smell it, get a sense for it. We have sold more homes sight unseen, powered only by the Matterport Digital Twin in the last five years, not just through the pandemic, and it continues to grow, um, and it's way off the charts. Redfin sees the same thing. They're a big customer of ours. Zillow, the same thing. And in fact, during the pandemic, the highest price per square foot home sold in Aspen, broke all the records, was this extraordinary penthouse right downtown so sight unseen, buyer, out-of-town buyer, powered only by Matterport. And it, it was, you know, that was a $15 million penthouse. Highest price house I've seen sold, powered only by the virtual tour, is over $30 million now. And these are happening all the time. And you go down into the $200,000 to $300,000 homes, $500 million. It's, it's where the buyers get the advantage, right? And when we started this, it, not only did people believe that that would never happen, that's 10, 20 years out, if ever, all of the realtors and brokers would say, I don't, I don't want Matterport anywhere near my listing because I need to, the people to come into the house. I need to get their name, get their number. If this house isn't right for them, I'm going to show them three more down the street. This is going to kill all my leads and you know all of this sort of thing. And the exact opposite has happened where... Today, you put a Matterport on your listing and we increase the engagement, the visitors that come to your open house, 300% online. And you combine that against the, the number of people that just come in having not looked online at all. And it's like 25X. I mean, the, you know, the, the world has now changed. And this is a mass disruption to the way people think about, that's just buying real estate. We talk about renting, we talk about, again, facilities management, construction. Those are the things that we're disrupting for sure. And we're going to bring along all of these other techs, you know, from Autodesk to Procore on construction and, you know, building design software to Unity. And then, of course, Google, Apple and the like. They're all going to be, you know, partners on the journey. And we are connected by a common thread, which is the Matterport spatial data rails. This sounds like the metaverse to me or metaverse adjacent. Yeah. Facebook Reality Labs, now Meta, they spent $10 billion last year to build out their idea of the metaverse. They paid to license some 
spatial data from you. What role, if any, do you see Matterport playing in the metaverse? Yeah, I think, you know, to talk about the metaverse is, is maybe begins first with what is your definition of the metaverse, right? And of course, meta has a vision and a definition, but if you look around the ecosystem and you talk to Apple or Google or any company in, in the 3D space, Niantic, you know, na name your companies large and small, there's widely varying sort of visions of what this might be. But I think one truth we probably all agree on as sort of its most basic form is that the metaverse is at least in part defined as a digital version of the physical world. Now, there in VR, you can create a surreal world, right? These make-believe worlds, fictitious worlds to play Fortnite in and, you know, race car games and what have you. And that's, those are great. What Matterport is, is doing, I think, is very important to the future of the world that will not just exist in a digital realm, but as I started to mention, we'll build an economy in, in this, what we might define as a metaverse. And in, from our lens, it's not about avatars and digital goods and virtual goods and outfits and, you know, things that you can buy that are really not tangible. For us, it's about really creating an operating system for buildings, right? And as mentioned, if Let's say you go out and Matterport your home. You're not selling it, but you want to renovate it or you want to redecorate, you know, your kitchen and dining and living areas or bedrooms. Imagine a very simple world, which is happening today, by the way, where, well, with the digital version of your house, you can now have contractors, designers, furniture makers all come into your house digitally. You can invite them in. You decide, control the access rights. And they can go in and, like I said, measure it up, walk through, and then even take a copy of your digital twin to customize it and redesign and reimagine all of these rooms and then provide you a bill of materials. If you like, you know, option A, option B, option C, it's, you can just hit add to cart, check out and buy, and all of this stuff would arrive, be installed and fit perfectly because you're working off of this digital version of your property. And then you not only have a renovated home in the physical world, but you also have the digital version. If you ever want to connect your actual digital twin to anything that Mr. Zuckerberg is doing or any of these other people are building in these, you know, universes, you will have a DIY version that's very, very high fidelity 3D model to jumpstart your participation anywhere across this metaverse as it evolves. And if you think about that, you know, today people are dabbling. And I think part of what, you know, Meta is so interested in with Matterport is yeah, we do have a lot of data. Yeah, we are digitizing the physical world at hundreds of thousands of buildings on this planet that sit on the planet today every month, right? And with an ambition to take that to millions, right? There's 4 billion buildings in the world today. That's twice as many websites as there are online and active, right? And look what happened when a company like Google came along and said, hey, let's organize all of those websites. Let's index all of that information. Let's datafy it, right? And now you have a search engine and the, the whole of the internet became so much more powerful because you had these tools, these analytic tools to go in and get these great insights from whatever's going on around the web. Imagine the same thing happening for buildings, right? A search engine that lets you cut across every building on the planet to get insights across any of these industries we've talked about before. We're, we're well on the path. And the reason I'm excited about this is building owners, building managers, 
factory owners, real estate brokerages are as excited about this or more. When they get their hands on Matterport, they see the potential is so much more than the virtual tour. All right, RJ, we're down to our last few minutes here. And so we save that for rapid fire questions. So you can keep your, your comments brief here. What's one of the most fun spaces that you've digitized and have you digitized your house? I have digitized my house no less than a hundred times. And I do that for a few different reasons. We're innovating constantly in our capture technology and new capture devices like smartphones, 360 cameras and stuff. And my house has some pretty tricky architecture to it. It's a very skinny San Francisco home and tall. It's like five-story kind of loft structure with lots of concrete and steel and things. So it's also a really good beta test, you know, for the software to be able to stitch everything together in that perfect alignment. And I would say one of the things that I'm enjoying right now is really putting the technology to the test. I have been kicked out of the house, so to speak, here this summer, and we are renovating. So we've gutted the kitchens and bathrooms and living areas. And so we're bringing in all new cabinetry for all of those rooms. And cabinetry is coming from across the country. And the way that we spec'd and measured and ordered everything is I did a Matterport of all of the rooms and just sent it to the cabinet makers. They'd never seen Matterport before. They'd heard of it, seen it again, like maybe on a real estate walkthrough or something, but never imagined that it could actually be used as an all-in-one, you know, reference measuring system. It's a 3D blueprint, basically, of every crevice and nuance in the kitchens, in the bathrooms and such. And we're doing some pretty custom cabinetry. And my wife says, you know, your company better work. This is the real test. And we have, obviously, we're, we've got high conviction around it, but it's one of these where they're so used to having a professional contractor or even a local cabinet maker come out and just get all the measurements and variances. I'm like, guys, there's no way they can top 3 million data points and measurements. You know, our, our technology is better. And so now, by the way, that cabinet maker is adopted Matterport and they are using it and teaching all of their clients all around the country to use it as an easy and faster way to measure and give them a view of the spaces that are going to build custom cabinetry. So every step of the way where it not only solves a problem for me, but I can also create a new customer and just continue to expand those proof points and ecosystem I love. But I will tell you, one of my favorite Matterports that we've done is up in Canada, I think near Ontario, Hotel de Glace, which is the ice hotel. And it's literally an entire hotel that's made out of, you know, it's like a giant modern igloo. And I think there's probably like 40 or 50 rooms in this hotel and it's just spectacular. And we've Matterported it. It's it's on their homepage. And it's the only way to really appreciate it. Because once again, the photos just don't do justice. But literally walking up and coming upon this hotel from the outside, you know, it looks like something just from another world. And then going into the lobby, the restaurant, the bar, all made out of ice blocks. And your rooms as well and your beds. It's it's just crazy. But it's the kind of thing that brings it to life. And in the same, and they do tours of it, right? It's It's not only a destination to stay, but people love to come see it. And years ago, same fear. Well, gee, if we put it up in a Matterport, maybe no one will come. They'll just go to the virtual tour and we won't get the visitors on site. Exact opposite happened. It just created a huge, you know, interest and demand for people once they experience the digital twin to go see it in person for themselves. And again, I love a great piece of architecture that we Matterport in the world, but also when there's a story that it really contributes, you know, to helping that customer win. What do you say to someone who's concerned a bad actor might break into their virtual home or office or ice hotel? 
And by bad actor, I don't mean like Hulk Hogan taking a virtual tour of your house. I mean like a cyber criminal getting, you know, potentially sensitive data of an indoor space. Yeah, I think, you know, we like to call it very similar to PII or personally identifiable information. Your property, your home is equally as personal, right? And it's maybe the most valuable asset, you know, we'll ever own. And so we care a lot about that. And the the both the safety of the sanctity of the property itself, but also, you know, the occupants inside for these kinds of reasons. And, uh, and so, you know, from the get-go, we have, I mean, literally, you know, at our founding, at the core of our principles is making sure that the owner of that digital twin always has total control of the access rights, right? We are never going to take your living room or your house and, you know, just market it without your permission anywhere, right? You will have control if you want to opt in specific in trades and, you know, home improvement companies and things that are hopefully, you know, certified and credible and you've looked them up beforehand or we have. Um, and that's a really important part of the equation here. I'm glad you asked that question because while we do have access to all of the data, we use it only for internal purposes. We use it to train that algorithm to create a better version of digital twins for our customers but we don't sell your information. We don't, you know, we're not an advertising company in that way. And if we ever became, that would also be your choice, right? Only, you know, are we going to do this in a way that, you know, gives the customer full control. I might just flip, you know, the other side of that coin because I think it's very important. One area that I'm very proud of and that we have been contributing for free, more digital twins than any other sector in our, our business as we've been getting going here in the last few years, is education. We have been providing hundreds of free digital twins to K through 12 schools around the country and around the world for health and safety and fire reasons or any crisis situation. Too many times, we just saw it in the news, right? A situation occurred and there was not enough of a fundamental understanding of the building geometry. And, you know, the attack force that was in there was iced for 45 minutes, right? No one really knew what was where and who was where and what was going on. And these digital twins can be extraordinarily valuable when they're on record with fire and, you know, police departments and the like. And so in addition, we've seen loads of schools come our way saying this is a no-brainer. It's table stakes. We have to have it, right? And it's not just for those moments, but it's also for the community at large to be able to do things like you know, fire and earthquake training and all, all the different sorts of things that once again are a bit cumbersome to do in person and physically. But once you give them the digital twin, it just unlocks the capability for them to build much smarter and much safer environments for the kids and the faculty and the community. And, you know, we won't rest until we, you know, make sure that Matterport is known and available to as many, you know, schools and even universities and campuses as well. There's a lot of important reasons why Matterport exists in the world. And this is one of them. Very cool. We're going to end now with just one last question, which is what technology or trend is most exciting to you in the next several years? One of the things that in the ecosystem of where Matterport plays and that I have been fascinated by for a while is sensor fusion. So I have in the same way I mentioned a little bit earlier, like the same way we look at how innovation is continuing to accelerate and transform and disrupt industries and categories all over the place from transportation to housing to travel and hospitality, all that stuff. Um, 
it all goes back to Moore's law, right? Higher performance chips and processors that are smaller, faster, less energy consuming, and cheaper. Same is happening with sensors, whether it's that LIDAR sensor, an infrared sensor, a temperature sensor, you see what it's doing already to unlock, you know, and disrupt new industries, autonomous vehicles, right? Whether it's autonomous drones for delivery of goods and services or autonomous vehicles to transform and totally disrupt transportation as a service as we know it. And also, of course, for, you know, capturing the world in digital form to be able to unlock all of these new opportunities and economies. It's, it's one of the reasons I came to Matterport. It's also one of the reasons we embraced the strategy that said, we're not going to build a business solely around our capture technology, our sensors in our Matterport Pro 2 camera. That product is still 11 years in. Amazing to me. It is second to none. There's no product that can do what it does at this price point. But I didn't want to be beholden to that, right? Because there's so many new doors that open so many new use cases and value propositions for our customers based on what everyone else is doing right and if you asked anybody you know five or ten years ago who was in the lidar business or trying to do autonomous vehicles and said hey maybe a smartphone company is going to put it in a consumer device and it's going to you know help take better pictures and set something up for a future of ar and vr no way would you believe that that would be the case? And here we are, right? Just a few short years later, sensor fusion is really unfolding and changing the game. And I think for companies that are a platform that can ingest all of this great innovation, they're going to do some, they're going to do really well and they're going to do some really transformative things. RJ, thank you so much for doing this. And thank you to our listeners. Great to be here. Thank you.